Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. Today on the podcast, we're discussing the final installment of the Wedding Veil series, The Wedding Veil Legacy, starring our girl, Allie Sweeney. Our girl. (laughs) A little housekeeping before we jump into our thoughts on this movie. You can find us outside of the podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. We're at Megan and Wendy in all of those places. And you can also join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. Uh, also, send us your emails, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. We love to hear your thoughts on these movies. Do you agree, disagree with our reviews? Send them our way. I have an email about the Wedding Veil legacy. Okay. It's from Joyce, who says, Love the concept of the Wedding Veil trilogy and enjoyed the first two in the series, especially the Italy segment. Terrific storyline with a good dose of mystery sprinkled in had a hard time wrapping my head around the final episode in the trilogy, with the two actors seriously miscast as Mama and Nana. More than disappointing, it was beyond ethnically offensive. The exaggerated voices and hand gestures were straight up laughable. And did I mention offensive? Because yeah, it was, as if every Italian shows up with a box of cannoli. I expected more from Hallmark. They gave new meaning to stereotype. You lost me on this one. Wow. Uh, Very good points. Actually, I did not even notice those things. So I may have to go back and rewatch through that lens. I read this email prior to watching the movie. And so I did watch the movie through that lens. I didn't find it offensive, but I uh, am not Italian. So I don't get to decide whether or not this is an offensive take. Mm -hmm. I do believe the actress who plays Mama is Italian. I don't know about the actress who plays Nana, but that's all I know. So I'm curious to hear everyone else's take on that. I actually have another comment later in the episode about some stereotyping. Oh, okay. Great. Time for news and notes. Mm Mm-hmm. I have some overall Hallmark news and notes that is related to the Wedding Veil trilogy as a whole. Okay. Did you hear that Lacey Chabert signed a multi-year contract with Hallmark to headline and produce films and other content? That's their wording. And I am very much here for this. Oh, me too. I hadn't heard that, but I'm not surprised because her movies the last like two years have like brought in major numbers, like far exceeding Candace Cameron's numbers. So... It feels pretty clear to me that she's the queen of Hallmark these days. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Agree. Wow. That's exciting. What else? Well, back to this movie. We are back in the Great White North in Canada for this movie. We are not in beautiful Italy in this anymore. I think they're trying to make it look like they're in New York. And each movie in the series was filmed in 15 days. And one thing I found interesting is that the actresses who weren't the key players had some downtime, even though they weren't necessarily there for the full two weeks. They were on set for their scenes and they would get to hang out because the two that weren't the leads. So that's kind of fun, I think. And the, even the actresses themselves commented that in one hotel they were staying across the hall from each other. And that's not an experience they usually have because even though they work for the same network, they typically don't work together. Yeah, I I think that's what I love about the, this like movie trilogy is that we yeah. get these like big players together. Mm-hmm. I had read that. One of the gals had said that the real true love of the movie is that the love and friendship between these female characters. And I thought that it was very relevant on screen, that they got along very well. 
I have that note as well. And that's in my liked section. But I just said I am here for more examples of love that's not romantic love. Mm-hmm. And I would even say that it would be okay for Hallmark to make a movie where the heart of the movie isn't a romantic love story. I'm, I would love that kind of stuff. <clears throat> right. I would love that stuff, especially movies, because, you know, a majority of women watch these movies, mm-hmm. show movies where women are supporting other women. Like, let's get that narrative out there. Like, let's get it in our entertainment. I'm totally here for that. Take The example of the movie Frozen. The heart of that story is not the Anna and Kristoff love story. It's the Anna and Elsa sister love story. Yeah, totally true. Hey, did you know that they were going to call this movie Wedding Veil Wishes Tracy's Story? That sounds like an after school special, doesn't it? It feels like the title of a babysitter's club book. Oh, that is funny. We talked about this in last week's episode. You were talking about like the numbers that these movies were pulling in. Yeah. Um, I had read that the first two installments, the you know Wedding Veil one and two, helped to attract the network's highest ratings for a non-holiday movie in over a decade. That's incredible. It is. What else you got? There was an E online story about the Wedding Veil trilogy being inspired by the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And to that, I say, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't see that coming. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was like somebody's childhood movie. And they're like, how can I how can I make a Hallmark movie about that? Indeed. What can you tell me about Victor Webster? He plays Nick. And we have seen him. You and I have seen him in Working Moms (gasps) and Younger. That's right. He plays a jerk on Working Moms, right? I can't remember, to be honest. I think he plays the man that the the lead mom, the brunette long-haired mom... Has an affair with? Has a, an affair slash fling with. I think she might already be divorced at that point or separated, but I think he turns out to be a jerk. Mm. Yeah. He does play that bad boy well. He's mm-hmm. very handsome, though. I remember you referring to him as the big beefy dude in last Did week's Did I? Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, but, you know, this is what I like is that he's obviously a little bit older, but he's not in the, you know, retired grandpa stage. You know what I mean? Like, show me a a man who's in his mid 40s. I I want to see that on TV. I don't I don't particularly like all the like young 20, early 30 year old love stories. So I don't know. I just liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good casting. And Allie yeah. is closer to our age also. Allie. I like that you call her Allie. <laughs> My bestie. Yeah. I feel like I know her after watching her as Sammy Brady for years and years and years. <laughs> Does she, is she still on that show occasionally? Yes. Oh, wow. She's wow. currently on that show. She comes and goes. What was your first impression of this movie? My first impression is I am a Tracy. I am Tracy. <laughs> We took that, uh, not survey, it was like a questionnaire. It's on Hallmark.com. Yeah, a quiz. It was like an old-timey magazine quiz about who are you. And Megan and I both were Tracys. I don't know. I felt like I could really super relate to her in this movie. My first impression is a little bit more general, but I am pleased with this resolution to the trilogy. Oh, me too. Me too. I totally agree. So let's talk about specific things that we liked about this movie. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally, they get the selfie shot right. That is my first note written down. <laughs> Finally, 
a correct selfie pic. <laughs> it took them three tries. <laughs> I had to rewind because it happened so close to the top of the movie and I had looked away and I realized they had taken the shot and I needed to see what it looked like and they did it. We don't even see them holding the phone. We just have the actual camera at the angle of mm-hmm. the shot. But at least the finished shot looks like a selfie. Thank you. <laughs> took three movies, but we got there. Okay, so this is in my liked category, but I'm undecided if I liked this movie compared to the other two. I liked it. I didn't, like, love it. I think I really liked the first one. I kind of liked the second one, and now I'm not sure if I like the second one better or the third one better. Okay. I I felt like this movie was, like, the most Hallmark-esque. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like the second movie was totally, like, not like a Hallmark narrative we usually get. Right. Um, you know, because it was like mysterious and blah, 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 whatever. Um, this one was kind of the old tropes that we see. So uh, it's it's hard for me. It's hard for me. I, can't I think this movie has a hard time competing against The Wedding Veil Unveiled, partly due to location. It's very hard That was just so beautiful to look at the entire time. And I think that, for me, played a role in my enjoyment of that movie. Mm -hmm. I would say the second, the third, second and third movies, it's a toss up. I agree which one I like more as well. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I'm thrilled to see Maddie Finocchio back on scene in such a key role, not just a one and done. I agree. When I saw him, I was like, oh. Like, like we're BFFs. Uh-huh. What I loved about it is that he like played her, you know, like opposite her, you know, her in-person friend. Right. Um, and it was played by a man who was obviously not a love interest. It just I, I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. Each one of these women in their movies had a person physically in their lives who played kind of that local best friend role and I agree I like that this was a man and I I enjoy him we've seen him in a lot of places obviously he will always have my heart from his time and date my dad which Wendy and I have a history with but I just I really like him and I would like to see him elevated a little bit more from the sidekick role okay but here's a question okay is he ever going to be like the dreamy lead well He's what you're saying. He's quirky and a little unique. And so I don't know if he'll ever be elevated to like holding. He's never going to be a uh, what's that guy's name? He's never going to be a Tyler Hines. There it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. Brain fog. He's never going to be a Tyler Hines. But I enjoy him so much as an actor. And I think he's great. So give him a role where he can be the lead, but is a little bit quirky, you know? Yeah. And that's okay because there are quirky people out in the world who could relate to that kind of character. Hashtag Maddie. Like, <clears throat> justice hashtag. for Maddie. Justice yeah. for Maddie. <laughs> hey, even though Paolo didn't make the trip to the wedding. <laughs> oh my God, so stupid. But yeah, he missed his plane. I missed his plane. I was thrilled to see Kevin McGarry at Tracy's wedding. And do you know what I loved the most? <laughs> He still had his horrible accent. He did what? not. The mysteriously missing Boston accent. And if it was there, it was not noticeable. To it me. was slight. It was. I kind of heard it a little bit. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, as as strong. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as jarring. 
Yeah. It didn't feel Not like a caricature of... Exactly. And I thought that was, the whole scene was like so funny. She's like, you're just as romantic or you're turning into a romantic like I am. And he's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and she like lays her head on his chest. I'm like, who does that? I've never laid my head on my husband's chest while dancing. Never. <laughs> no. Actually... It would be his shoulder because we're like, he's not that much taller than I am. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Your husband's taller than you. Do you lay your head on his chest? No. <laughs> when was the last time we danced together? Not, I don't yeah, I remember. Know. It's going to be your children's wedding. That, that will be the next time, right? <laughs> okay. I I liked that they got rid of Tracy's like first boyfriend. I don't even know what his name was. The guy that, you know. Finn, was, right away. Yeah, I was like, thank God they got rid of him because he was not it for her. No, and we already had it dragged out over the previous two movies. We had set the scene. We knew she was pretty ambivalent. And the second he moves to California, it was like, boy, bye. We knew (laughs) she was not going with him. He was not going to get the veil. What'd you wish for? Well, I didn't look this is what i didn't like in the first movie it was about the painting and the second movie it was about like the history of the veil and this one it was like about that museum letter that like i don't need these like subplots they don't do it for me the letter i i get as a way to bring the two of them together i'm just not sure that they needed that on top of them already planning this event together what i wished for in this movie is a visual aid to explain the story of the veil. Because in the penultimate scene, when they are in the bridal room getting ready, and they reveal how the veil made its way to the United States, and they're talking about how they are all related, my brain short-circuited. I need (laughs) to see it drawn out. Show me the people. Show me where the veil went. Show me who it belonged to. Show me who gave it to who. Show me who the illegitimate child is. Right? I need a diagram. They talked about Claudia again. Yeah, I know. I'm like, who are these people? Someone in the Hallmark fan art community, get on it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Show us a Venn diagram of how these Please. people are all related. Please. Because now I'm like, at the end there, yeah, they're like, well, I, you guys are now cousins by it. I, I don't know. You're right. Short circuit for sure. But what I loved about that scene is when it's discovered that Tracy and Emma are cousins and Lacey, she's like, oh, but I'm so jealous. I could relate to that moment so much because imagine you have like a trio of best friends and you discover two of them are actually related, even though it doesn't actually change anything. I could understand that. Really? Uh, I was like, oh, I'd be jealous too. Nah. It's like, it's like the scene in Friends where... Rachel gets pregnant and they're all talking about like, oh, I'm going to be an aunt and I'm going to be an uncle. And Monica goes, but I'm the only real aunt. Yeah. <laughs> She's got gotcha. to have that moment. I, I can relate. <laughs> I have a strong, jealous streak. Runs deep. That You're so funny. You do not. Oh, I do. You've never like shown it to me. I mean, all you're a hater up. sometimes, but. <laughs> that, that is born out of jealousy. I know. I know. I know. What else did you wish for? That's it. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot. I just, I, I, I had a hard time, like, getting, like, very invested in the story. I, like, wanted to see it, like, wrapped up finally, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I did not care about, like, like I said, like, the letter or them working together or, like, whatever. 
That's where I'm at. Well, I think with a trilogy like this, with these overlapping storylines, by the time we get to the third movie, we have a lot of the loose ends tied up. We have a lot of the backstory for these characters. And so this movie has that advantage. We were able to kick Finn out the door in the first 10 minutes because they had laid the groundwork over two previous movies. Mm -hmm. So I think watching this movie is a different experience than your standalone Hallmark movie. Yeah. I hear you. It's time for, did you see that? And also, this is the help me understand that section for me. (laughs) Yes, go ahead. First of all, lighthearted news. When they are making cannoli, how is it even possible that that filling shoots out of that piping bag? Like, have you ever used a piping bag? It's so hard. Yes. (laughs) It's not going to fly across the room. I rewound that scene three times to figure out how that happened. I still don't understand it. Maybe they were like shooting it off camera, like off. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe the product wasn't actually like maybe it was something more, um, you know, like the cannoli filling wasn't actually cannoli filling. It was oh. like <laughs> light and airy whipped cream. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. When she says goodbye to Finn when he leaves to L.A., like she like just gives him a big hug. And I was like, this relationship is dead in the <laughs> Like they I have no chemistry between them at all. I was just was like, is there even a question about you going to LA with this guy? Because I don't see it. So I also rewound that scene. There were several scenes that I rewound to take a closer look. Like, did they even share a kiss in that moment? And they've been together for years over the entire course of these other two full relationships and marriages. And Hallmark can't even break the trope of you only kiss the person that you end up with for that. Yeah. that I was like, come on, you're not even going to give like, he's leaving. You're, you're just going to hug him goodbye. I know. Bye. No. I know. It was weird. There was one scene where she calls Lacey. I don't remember Lacey's character's name. Avery. Um, Avery. And Avery's on the phone in her living room. And there's like a fake fire in the fireplace. It looked like a... Did you see it? I did. It was like a fake Photoshopped fire going. But you know, there are fireplaces that are like that. But I, I noticed. It was weird. Okay. And here's my next one. The veil has a snag in it, right? And it happens during Emma's time with the veil. Why wouldn't her now family, who has a, you know, long history working with lace, fix the veil? Yes, because if your story is so loose that you cannot invent another way for Tracy and her dude, Nick, to run into each other, your story needs help. Yeah, agree. How is it that two adults, adults, like these characters are easily in their 30s if not their 40s i know the actors are in their 40s are so awkward with each other as they're falling (laughs) for each other that they never have a discussion they have not one but multiple awkward moments where it seems like oh something's happening here and they dance around it we're not children why can we not have a conversation why does it have to get all the way to the point Where he's about to kiss her and she's like, I can't do this. I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation, please. It's just bad writing when it comes down to, I think. Or bad storyboarding. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
I saw something on Instagram last night from Hallmark Heartbeats, which um, is a fellow Hallmark podcaster. And this was interesting. This was another blind spot for me. She says, this Asian Italian fusion restaurant is getting on my damn nerves. Pick a country in Asia to fuse with Italian food. There are many cultures. You can't just say Asian fuse with Italian. It's a little microaggression. Either pick a country in Asia or call it European Asian fusion. Yeah. Um. And then the next slide says, Asia is a continent with 48 countries, each one with different cuisines. Please pick one from a proud Filipino. Yeah, that's just bad, bad research on on the writers, right? Yes. And Not also, re- research is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Lazy. Who wants, who wants a Thai Italian fusion restaurant? I don't. I don't. I don't think Italian fuses well with other... Who wants fusion food? I like Italian food and I like Thai food, but I really right. particularly not interested in putting them together. <laughs> also, this isn't in my notes, but that giant sign they have on the sidewalk in front of his restaurant. <laughs> there is not that much real estate in New York. That's how you know this was not filmed in New York. There is. Have you ever been in a New York, New York restaurant? They are tiny. They are cramped. They are two feet from the street. There is yeah. no way that this startup restaurant has that much real estate for a huge sign yeah dumb yeah even even now like new york restaurants all have like out have outdoor seating too so there's like no there's no space for anything yeah you have to walk in the street to get around them yeah what'd you rate this movie Mm, i gave it three stars it's what i gave the unveiled version to because, because, like I said before, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I also gave it three stars. I don't remember what I gave Wedding Veil Unveiled. Here we go. 2.5 stars. Interesting. Uh, I don't know that I think this is better than that, but I was in a three-star kind of mood. I'm trying to rate these movies on their own, not I rated this one. I think it's better. It just, this is how I feel. I gave this movie three stars. I have a question. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, who do you think wore it best? Who wore the veil best? Um, I would go Lacey, Allie, Autumn. Who's Allie? Oh. <laughs> I'm such a dummy. I thought you were saying their character names. <laughs> Lacey and Autumn are not their character names. My God. I need a cup of coffee. Tell me again. Lacey, Allie, Autumn. Agree. I have to agree with that. I did. I did like Allie's look. I thought, I thought her wedding dress was a little dated. Oh yes, with the little tiny beaded belt. Oh, I I was thinking maybe like that that straight across neckline, or you know, to the shoulders. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. As we wrapped up our thoughts on the Wedding Veil trilogy, we will be back next week with the final Loveuary movie out there in the cold all by itself. Welcome to Mamas. Feels like it ties in. We've got it feels like an you know Italian. We've got food. I don't know. Is it the same movie? I, I don't know. Maybe. We will have our thoughts on that and we will let you know what we think. So come back for that and be sure to join us on Tuesday for our regular weekly episode. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.